Welcome to another episode of Latinos Who Thrive. I am your host, Victor Escalante. If you're new to the show, our podcast celebrates the achievements and success stories of Latinos in various fields. In each episode, we explore the unique journeys of our guests, from their humble beginnings to their current successes, and we uncover the valuable insights and lessons they have learned along the way. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners, particularly those within the Latino community, to pursue their dreams and achieve their full potential. Today, I want to talk to you, dear listener, about personal growth and reaching for the stars with your feet on the ground. As you have heard me on the show say, I've studied and practiced clinical neuro-linguistic programming, Ericksonian hypnosis, brain spotting, and now positive intelligence. For over three decades, I have immersed myself in the science of how to run your brain. I have literally seen it all, especially working in the West Texas Corrections Department, working with offenders on probation for alcohol and chemical dependency. On the other end of the spectrum, I've worked with high-end corporate clients, agencies, and institutions. I got into this field out of desperation because I live what Trudeau called a life of quiet desperation. I reached the point in my life that I lacked the clarity to see reality for what it was, and I was blind to all the hidden agendas and limitations imposed upon me by a high-control religious group that I have was recruited into in high school. This week, I was reminded of that miserable existence in working one-on-one -on -one with a client. Let me tell you, I know what it's like, and if you're going through that, you're not alone. There are things that you can do, and I will be bringing you specialized information so you can have a better quality of life. Let me give you a couple of books that you must read that changed my life. The first one is Feeling Good by David Burns, MD. David Burns is a psychiatrist, and he speaks about the practice area of cognitive behavioral therapy. I spoke with Dr. Burns in the middle of my darkest depression, and his techniques are life-changing. The book is really easy to read, and you will be immersed, in, and you will be immensely helped uh, by understanding cognitive behavioral therapy. That is what NLP is. It's a highly specialized area of cognitive behavioral therapy. The other book I recommend is my book. Courageous Living, available on Amazon as a digital book only. It's the story of famous Jesuit scholar James Miles. So if you go to Amazon, look for Courageous Living, type my name or James Miles, and the book should come up. On the cover is the picture of uh, James Miles. I met Jim in 2005, soon after moving to Houston, and I found him a fascinating man. We became good friends, and he was full of wisdom and great knowledge. I proposed to him that he should write a book to not let his knowledge die with him as he was of advanced age. So since Jim's writing was not for mass consumption, I volunteered to act as an act of love to write it for him. Spoiler alert, all the sage advice is mine. That's right, Jim's story is his biography and lessons that he learned in his life journey but every chapter ends with practical advice that is all mine, and in writing it, 
I'm, I'm also telling my story of pursuit of truth and knowledge. Here is chapter four that I will read for you. When a butterfly flaps its wings, Rio de Janeiro, it could, it could in six months be the cause of a hurricane in Tokyo. The author is unknown. In the summer of 1992, Ann Johnson called to tell me about a man who she had recently named, met named David Sleeper. She strongly felt that I needed to meet this person who owned a 12,000-acre ranch in Lajitas, Texas, near Big Bend National Park in West Texas. By this time, over a decade had passed studying and actively working with the InSearch Foundation started by Ann Johnson. I was deeply steeped in New Age techniques that had to do with ecology, subtle energies, and hidden mysteries. We had just sold our biotech firm for a modest profit. I had been the catalyst for the creation because Ann Johnson had a strong feeling that I should meet this mad scientist, who became the chief scientist of the biotech firm that put us in the snake venom business, but that's a whole nother story. I called David and he invited me to a small office in Conroe, about 40 miles north of Houston. By mid-morning the next day, I walked into his office and saw David's long legs stretched out over the desk with spurs on his boots and a big Stetson on his head. As I approached his, his desk, David neither rose nor greeted me, but held up his hands in motion to sit in a tall pea green padded chair and said, Jim, let's embrace stillness and silence for the next 10 minutes. And he closed his eyes. I closed my eyes and smiled because I knew just what he was doing and I applauded him. Since he was assessing the vibratory frequency rate of my various energy levels, I remained of quiet mind and visualized myself in the presence of divinity, radiating unconditional love. Soon my body was beginning to resonate at higher and higher frequencies. I could feel the love. It was not me. I was merely a vehicle through which such high energy traveled. Suddenly, David said, time's up. You know you passed. Let me tell you that to be effective with these mules, you must be at a certain level. Your friend spoke highly of you, but I do my own testing. If you'd failed, you'd be out of here in a New York minute. Then David said he would not be at the ranch till three weeks later. So when I get there, his brother and his wife will be running the show and room and meals are free, and the pay is $5 a day, paid weekly on Friday. It's a 17-hour trip by car. Over the years, I've developed a rehab and replacement center for mules that have been mistreated, he, he said, undernourished or abused, and, and our unique program has done wonders for these wonderful creatures. I'll have my brother Bob fill you in on the details when you arrive at the ranch. Are you in or out? Tell you what, I've got to go make a deposit in the bank and we'll be back in 15 minutes. Ought to give you enough time, okay? And he breezed past me and through the door. Wow, this is a man in a hurry. Then I started thinking, do I need any more info to make up my mind? I'm in a good place in my life. I wanted to know what this man did or had that destiny had brought us together. 
It was rehabilitating abuse mules. In his ranch, he had taken in 32 malnourished, neglected, and unwanted beasts of burden. I asked for guidance, in the indica- and the indication was yes. I was meant to take a sabbatical that lasted for three months and go be the mule whisperer. When David returned, I said yes. We shook hands, and he gave me the address and phone number and said, be there in four days. I'll call you and let you know. Ciao. In time, I got to know the story of David, a successful Houston businessman who chose to check out from society and become a lone wolf in his sanctuary in his picturesque part of the world. As a matter of fact, the entire area was covered by residents who fit David's profile. Some lived in buses, cars, and houses, and anything that provided shelter from the arid elements of the Chihuahuan Desert. The people here were self-sufficient and very neighborly. A stark contrast to the eat-dog world of Houston, where I planted my shingle. These people were so unconventional that they elected a mayor, a beer-drinking Spanish billy goat named Clay Henry. Clay had become so famous that the story got out and made it to the national news. Clay put Lajitas on the map and tourists came near and far to meet him and visit his city hall, a wooden picnic table. There was only one condition. You had to bring some Lone Star Longnecks beer. Clay was one badass goat that if you did not keep him inebriated, he would ram his head and horns into you. Since I had long given up my judgment, uh, judgmental Western male ego, this was paradise to me. I was there to be a healer to these beautiful creatures who had several man and in who had served man and in return mankind had abused them the first day on the job david instructed me to go into the large corral and held a large number a large number of mules i had to go to the center and just allow them time to come to me i did as i was told and after i had prayed i felt i just had to trust and be an instrument of healing energy I was going to be the apex of this healing circle. I visualized myself being a bubble of white light, and when I did a couple and when I did that, a couple of mules came up to me and rubbed their head on me. Instinctively, I reached out with both hands for their heads and started stroking them. I felt a heavy I felt a head over my shoulder from the biggest one, and I performed a vigorous massage on his neck that I found out is called a mule rub. My earthly healing energy was working. I could lay my hands on them where I intuited they needed healing energy. Here I was in a desert Eden with no phones, no contacts, and no mentor external noise. At night, the only noise heard was the desert animals such as the coyotes. I would throw a blanket and stare into the dark sky with no light pollution. The entire Milky Way could be seen in all its grandeur. The hues at dusk and dawn were spectacular. Full moons hung in the sky so large, I felt I could almost reach out and touch them. I didn't know at the time, but divine providence had gifted me three months of pure blissful dharma. I was deeply connected with these creatures, and they were connected to me. They responded to my care, love, and attention owed to them. In this rustic environment, less was more. It was a great lesson for me to appreciate how bliss and happiness 
was not dependent on material things. In the simple life, first and foremost, purpose and happiness came from serving and caring for the animals. The rest was just having something to eat and something to wear. When these mystical mules saw me pray, they even mirrored my actions and bowed their heads to pray along with me. That synchronicity I felt back then gives me a calming reference point even down to this day. I had become so attuned to my patients that we could communicate telepathically. In this location and in this point in my life, I was able to process the stillness of nature and review my entire life. Some of my lifelong questions I asked myself somehow were answered for me. I got to see the interconnectedness and the interdependence in every single thing, in people, in nature, and in animals. I came to truly understand the corollary to the first hermetic principle of mentalism. Just as all things are in the all, so too the all is in things. This journey afforded me the opportunity to be an explorer of the natural wonders of this part of the U.S. To the east lay Big Bend National Park with the Chisos Mountains range. Nearby was Terlingua, the place that is the equivalent of the Burning Man in its annual chili competition. If I rode my horse south, I waded across the Rio Grande River into Mexico. I came upon a picturesque austere Catholic church where I prayed and thanked the all for my many blessings. These people on both sides of the border had unique interdependence on each other and the land. This was my vision quest for me to process my past while being open to all that the all had in store for me. I was in my prime of life being a healer, teacher, mystic, and a student of mystic mules. As my time commitment came to an end, I felt a deep love for my animal family. I had made a, I had made and a deep sadness of walking away from it. I found solace and comfort when they convened, they conveyed their appreciation for my service and healing and their well wishes and blessing. My heart swelled. I cried. With hindsight, I don't know if my small token service of healing, these beautiful creatures set off a healing wave in the world, but this I do know. I set off a healing wave in my heart and soul. I met my Dharma. That, my friends, brings us to the close of today's episode. Be sure to check out my next public speaking mastery training that will be in the show notes. So until next time, go out and thrive and so long.